Welcome to Eco Warriors Club podcast, the lockdown listening special. Warriors Club podcast, where we chat about the challenges we face to save the planet and the worries that come with it. We are in lockdown. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. We are in week two of whatever this nightmare is. No, it's yeah, it's not as bad. Could be worse. Yeah, but um, yeah, we thought we would uh, try out some remote recording. Bring, yeah. bring some of the Eco Warriors Club banter to the table um, to, and brighten yeah. up our own lives. It's our new Corona Clubhouse a VIP membership to anyone who wants to listen. So that's sponsored nice. by <laughs> social distancing. <laughs> Brought so. to you by Lonely One Bed Flat with Creepy Mannequin, which is my <laughs> life right now. So that's nice. <laughs> oh, Claudia and I are having a wild time. Uh, how's everyone, yeah, um, yeah, how's everyone's dealing? How's everyone's couple of weeks been? How how we're dealing? How we're coping? Gem, how are you getting on with uh with, with remote life? New job. Oh yeah, start started a new job. That was a a barrel of laughs. No, it's actually been okay. Um yeah, really grateful for tech now, I guess. After being yeah. an advocate of no tech life for so long, here I am. Um, thank goodness I can remote work. Uh, lucky stuff. No, it was, it, the new job has started well. Um, we've just kind of been very busy because of what I do anyway for a job. So it's been pretty good. But other than that, fine. Missing nature, mainly, is the sadness. But Yeah, yeah. And lockdown with the boyf. So, not lonely, which is nice, but missing you guys. Oh, yeah, at least we can see. Ice. At least Bye-bye. we can see each other on Zoom. Not sponsored. Oh yeah, and <laughs> um, lots of voice recordings. And my, I've, I've been okay. Like I, so I work remotely anyway. So in terms of my general working life, hasn't changed too much. Um, I've joined the nation in making banana bread, which apparently we, we've all we've, we've all been doing. Yeah. So I've joined the nation on that one. Um, so yeah, it's not been. Not Are you been in quarantine different. if you haven't? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so, Amy, how have you been getting on? Good, good. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, it's 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 actually week three and a half for me because I I was off, unwell, not corona related, uh, before this began. So I feel like I've had a longer departure from human life and interaction. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it's actually not too bad. I'm really grateful that I can continue to work almost as normal. Yeah, just with the nature of my job, and I am really lucky uh, to have like we've got a team. I've, I think I actually speak to my team more than I did in the office. I think because people are appreciating each other a little bit more. Yeah, um, and we have to be a bit savvier about communication and stuff. And ironically, I actually think I'm busier now than I was before this all hit. But nature of marketing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's it's not too bad. Yeah, I feel I feel like yeah, the cooking game is strong right now. Are the things I have made. Uh yeah, I'm liking it. Batch cooking, prepping ahead of time, 
oh my god you know buying a week's worth of shopping it's so good like right. you you start your shopping list like when you come back from the shops for the next shop you're just like super prepped it's great i'm loving the basket yeah. in life which well, which i was trying to do anyway but it's yeah it's good to be really really organized on that front it's given a bit more feeling i think to do those yeah. things yeah yeah um definitely on the batch cooking bandwagon as well although that also includes snacks and oh yeah. I don't like how accessible they are to me now <laughs> that I'm trapped in a house with them all day snacks it's just because when you're working from like a from a desk and it's like three feet away you're like oh I could just I need a break I've been looking at nothing for too long so I really need some chocolate now yeah <laughs> so that's fine oh and tea obviously 18,000 cups of tea a day yep <laughs> 1,000. Yeah. At least you don't have your trip to the kitchen anymore. Your long, hey, me. long and lonely road whenever you wanted a cup of tea. Oh, don't. And I can actually make it in a reusable cup rather than having to use fetchware, like some sort of... Yeah, I'm, I'm not loving that. And But do you know what really tickled me before? The, uh, the last thing I saw at my work before I left was um, they had a notice up saying um, you can't use reusable cups anymore because uh, please restrict yourself to using the combustible ones <laughs> I think they meant compostable but I like the idea that my uh, coffee cup could explode any minute I mean I think it added a bit of danger <laughs> to on edge <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no I enjoyed that that was the last message that my work gave me before I before I bailed I am glad that because you know we we had talked about Starbucks kind of banning um reusable cups and stuff like that but I'm glad that didn't actually end up living that long I guess. Yeah. I wasn't really sure what the merit of that was because you still have to hand over money. And yeah. You still have to touch each other's cups, even if it's paper. So and you still have to be within two feet of somebody. So I feel like the answer was just don't go to the coffee shop. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that that didn't last too long, but Yeah. Safe. I feel like you're so so ready for virtual life though, so because you're already an adopter of voice notes and caring for people remotely. And with you working from home anyway, I feel like this is like I'm ready. I'm thriving. Time. Thriving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's Have you noticed me. any changes um, with everybody joining the bandwagon? Oh, it's been really good. Like I feel um it is nice to for everyone to experience it and it kind of proves that people can work remotely. Do you know what I mean? So it will be interesting to see like once this is all over, if like people actually adopt that, how that kind of lifestyle changes with working remotely. Um, because it just opens like so many doors, I think, for people. But um, it's good. And yeah. as you say, I mean, everyone's been like more kind of social, like sociable in work because people are appreciating just the kind of quick check ins and like remote activities. Yeah. So we've had like virtual happy hours and that type of thing, which has been nice, which I'm sure loads of people have been doing as well. But I feel we could have probably been doing that anyway for remote work, yeah. remote, remote teammates. Um, so, yeah, it kind of just shows you what you can do. Yeah. I think um, as part of this mini series, we were kind of hoping to talk about some of the ecological things that have been happening as a result of us all being indoors. So, uh, and maybe the good and the interesting points about what working from home and what everybody staying home means. Um, have you guys heard anything on the on the news that's kind of struck you about us all being in lockdown? Yeah, well, there's been a few like nice things that have happened um one of which we've had like the largest decrease in co2 since world war ii um so yeah the air pollution is on the decrease which is nice for well the the air quality and the animals as a result 
yeah, I find that one uh, to be particularly warming and to the heart. And I feel like and just on a like a high level, I feel like I can hear birds more. Because <laughs> like, yeah. wow, I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, why are there so many birds? It's like, oh, it's because you can actually like hear stuff that's not traffic. Which yeah, is like amazing. Yeah. Like sound pollution is like it's like everything's so quiet. But I'm just wondering how, what imp- like what effects that has, like the reduction of sound pollution. So it's like, whoa, I can hear things. I can see things. It's pretty nice. Yeah, and the and stars, like actually being able to see stars because the there's no like oh, light pollution. Yeah, and like smog over the city. Oh, <laughs> it's like yeah. bouncing it all down. So yeah. So that's been nice. You'll appreciate this actually, Soph, because um, down by your your work's neck of the woods in California, like all the smog is just gone. Yeah. <laughs> like you can actually see LA, like like as God intended that. <laughs> it's like uh, it's so it's so mental how big a difference like all of that makes to viewing California. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, it's crazy. And the national parks—they must be beautiful right now. Nobody's nobody's in them. Everything's driving, driving. Them bears and cougars having their having their the best life. I know. It's great. And the wee the wee dolphins coming back into the Italian uh, canals. Canals. Oh, lovely! Isn't that nice? Uh, yeah. Uh, to be honest, it almost makes you want to see it, but then I bet everybody else is also in the same boat, and then therefore there would be no dolphins. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. No, it is good. It's, I think yeah. it's one of those uh, beautiful moments where. It's a lot, a lot of bad going on, but it's a nice little ray of sunshine to see that humans are really the cause of everything bad in the world. No, I'm joking. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to take away from the seriousness of you know people being ill and this being something that is a global pandemic and it's affecting a lot of people. But it's, it's hard not to think if we did this because we had to, what could we achieve if we actually wanted to make changes? Yeah, 100%. Um, and we actually did it in a, in a way that's sensible rather than doing it because we need to save humanity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It totally yeah. shows you like what it could be. Do you know what I mean? If, as you say, if we could make big enough changes, like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And I think that's the thing because the, the one whilst this has all gotten better for like air pollution and stuff like that, we, it is very much like a temporary halt on emissions. So like there's been a lot, yeah. I've also seen a lot of news stories that are like from climate scientists who are like, no, please like don't stop panicking about climate change. Like this is not, um, just because like there's no air pollution, it doesn't mean that it's like fixing the yeah. planet like it's more, it's more complicated than that sadly um and also like it's very much a kind of temporary halt but I think it would be so it would be so nice if we used all the like rubbish points about this time but also all the positive stuff to like see the opportunities going forward because yeah like you say like if we can reduce on the basis of what we've learned during this period then we could actually start to like properly help climate change and mm-hmm. a range of other issues, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's like it's yeah. the hope of like a good mind mindset shift, isn't it? But I know, Gem, you were you were yeah. when we were talking earlier, you know, when there has been decreases in um like pollution, there there seems to be like a spike afterwards. Um like yeah, what yeah. things are over. So like I wonder 
I wonder how that can kind of be changed and like how people can, you know, separate it out. Because I think people will probably see this as, you know, there's an economic slowdown. So we need to like increase the economy again afterwards. But maybe we can talk about that at some point. But I'm just wondering, like, what could be put in place to not see that spike? And we can maybe try and maintain it or keep it at that low level in some shape or form. But yeah, it's it's so it's so difficult. And you're so right. Like it will like yeah kind of pessimistic outlook but like it'll be really hard for it not to just completely spike again after this because there is always that big drive to fix the economy and start spending again or even just like people getting excited because if you've been forced to stay indoors all the time the first thing people are going to want to do is like go and travel Um, especially if they've had like their easter or summer holidays or whatever so um and just like business travel and everything so and in some ways like it will to fix the economy quickly like the spending is there but then I guess well for me like it's a good opportunity to spend this time thinking about like well what other systems could we apply yeah made for like a well-being economy like one that actually put people and planet first rather than yeah just like cash Cash money. one thing I would say about business travel which I'm hoping well, it, you know, I think a lot of businesses will be, um, you know, working, kind of restructuring their like forecasting and like their whole finances in general. So one thing that mm-hmm. could be a positive if they can see that you can do business meetings virtually and like, you know, business travel is not needed. It, it's a really easy one to like cut from their expenses if they are trying to be a bit yep. more financially savvy um, after this. So it would be interesting to see how business travel can, you know, can decrease. Mm-hmm. There is possibilities there. Yeah, and it's yeah. also I think it's also like redefining what is essential. Yeah, totally. Because I even yeah. I'll come out of this like, oh, some of the things I buy at the supermarket are like, I definitely can live without. Whereas like a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I would have been like, no, I need hummus, and now <laughs> I don't need hummus. Yeah, I know. I think it's just crazy because you know this is not the first time that we've had. Uh, being on the brink of a pandemic but this is the first time that the UK has been affected in the way that it has been now so in a way although a lot of people are saying I don't think anything's going to change I actually am a wee bit hopeful because before with SARS or Ebola because we didn't really need to change the way that we lived nothing happened on the back of it we might have Mm -hmm. seen emission cuts and things but because we didn't need to change our behavior in any way to to kind of combat that nothing really changed but I'm actually hoping that because it's been such a dramatic change that people in the UK will start to realise actually other people in the world are impacted first and um, and maybe we need to start thinking about it as a global issue and if we're not careful you know these things do impact us too and it shouldn't that shouldn't be the wake-up call but I'm kind of hopeful that that it does have an impact on people like oh yeah this is what it's actually like to deal with a, a, a global health issue yeah now. and what 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 can we do to be more sensible well sorry i mean that, i was going to say i think that's the the whole thing about you know this kind of community spirit and like we're all in this together it's like if that mm-hmm. continue then that's how we can see climate change as well do you know what i mean if that mindset continues of like that global kind of community part could could really help us the, the climate situation as well yeah Definitely. Well, it's all about community, isn't it? Like you can't, yeah. you, like Gemma said so many times, like it's about meaningful conversations about climate change. And I think now the conversation is really open. Like people are more susceptible to making changes and try to make the best of things. 
So I think it's a good time to start talking about it. And mm-hmm. if we were a bit, so. yeah, yeah. And like, even like, like, gosh, like surgical masks and all these things that have run out or that have been in short supply, but we're trying to share around. If we tried to implement that a little bit and how we dealt with climate change, the world would be such a better place, I think. Yeah, it's so, um, it is such a good opportunity. And yeah, I mean, a lot of like climate policy and stuff has gone on the back burner right now, which is, you know, a, a shame because that was a necessary conversation. And obviously they've had to reorganize the conference of parties, um, which was meant to be hosted in Glasgow. So mm-hmm. they're pushing all that back. But hopefully what it'll mean is that when we're coming out of this, there'll be more appetite for coming together to actually solve what actually will be like another global problem. Like it's not just because it's in the future, it's no less severe and uh, will will affect the entire globe. It's just not imminent. However, the action we need to take is. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think as part of the series, it'd be good to go into more depth about some of these issues, like because the fashion industry has really been impacted as well by coronavirus, and not necessarily in a good way. Like I was so stoked that people are buying less fast fashion, and maybe we're realizing that we don't like clothes are not the be all and end all in terms of buying something new every week. But um, I, I know Sophie, you'd mentioned that you'd seen this as well that lots, so many orders have been cancelled, and there are billions of pounds worth of orders, so that third world countries and people in Bangladesh, for instance, are losing money and jobs um, as a result of us cancelling it to try and save larger companies. And it's having a huge knock-on effect in other people's economy and poverty and wealth and stuff. So it's such a complicated thing because, you are you know, you see the good news that comes out and you're like, oh, people are changing their mindsets, but it does yeah. conversely have a knock-on effect. Um, yeah. So it's so hard to determine what, what's right to do and how we're better combating that for sustainability. But there must be some sort of risk to some of the smaller but more ethical or sustainable companies as well, I guess, if they've not, if people are buying less or are they kind of thriving right now because they're still open? Do you have, have you seen anything around like any of the sustainable companies and what they're doing? I think a lot of them actually are adopting this. um, If they can operate, they're using their social feeds to start talking about climate change and the larger issues and to promote small business, which I really I think is just an incredible thing to do, even if you're losing money. Um, but the, those that have stayed open, like Charlie Feist, et cetera, have still advocated buying only what you need, which again, I think is a really powerful message from a company who still needs to make profit. Um, and there's been a couple of organizations like Birdsong, who you know, are a fantastic company because they, they employ those who are internationally based or have, have come to the UK with sewing skills who might not necessarily be employed. So unfortunately, they've had to stop making and manufacturing. So that puts their jobs, you know, they've had to stop working, um, but they're still paying their employees. And they've also employed those who with additional sport needs who might, again, necessarily not might not get a job who are wearing packaging and that's all had to cease. So it's it's hard because you want to support these businesses, but they can't operate under go- the current government guidelines. So it's, it's so difficult. But I think even despite that, they've done such an amazing job of promoting themselves and showing that they're doing the right thing. Um, you just hope that they can survive it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depending on the economy. But yeah, it definitely like 
think it's a, a message that we should be supporting slower, more local purchases on all counts going forward, even after this, eh? Oh, yeah. Like, how many people, you know, jumped on that bandwagon of, you know, support local? Like, I think that was, like, the most popular hashtag at one point, like, during all this of, like, support local, like, shop small and stuff. And it's, like, it's just interesting. It takes us to get that people, like, get that front of mind for people. Um, Totally. Like, they've been there this whole time. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, like, or even, like, even people getting, you know, veg from local farmers or whatever to, like, delivered to their door like that type of thing like there's so much out there that we that we could be doing just in general life which is really yeah cool. I wonder how many people are adopting vegan vegan life in this in this amid this crisis because apparently my my sister and that went to get meat and they couldn't find any yeah because uh, people are bulk buying and then throwing it away which I think is just madness but anyway um, I wonder how many people are getting vegan Apparently all of them, because like I can't get any oatly for the life of me. <laughs> yeah, everyone's ever, like all those milk shortages. Everyone's just like, right, back, you know, go to the oatly, go to the oatly, back up. Tons of cows. Like, no, milk, it's though. not fair. It's not fair. It's like I can't get any chickpeas. I'm like, no, guys, that's not no. Everyone's a bulk People buying. People are bulk buying the strangest stuff. Like I have no one. I have no idea who needs that many cans of chickpeas in their Luro for, but they need to get in the bin. <laughs> I can't go. My, my favorite game to play when I'm allowed to go to the supermarket nowadays is what did people what did people put back in exchange for something else? So like the best one that I saw was like someone placed some fresh mints next to where the debt all should have been. And like it was obviously just like they were like, no, leave the mints. I'm gonna get this last anti-back spray. Like you know, it, it carry both. <laughs> yeah, there's not enough time. I saw a notice which was like on the gluten-free aisle as a celiac, and it was basically like, "Hey guys, if you can't find fresh bread, please don't buy the celiac stuff if you don't need it," <laughs> because people had totally ransacked it. And I would love to see people's faces when they first try gluten-free bread. I'd love it. <laughs> I'd live for it like <laughs> welcome to hell <laughs> it is interesting just on the meat front like I don't know if you guys have seen this but there's been like only uh pork meat left um because because the you know the kind of have a hypothesis is that like people associate that with swine flu um which like with, like so you can only kind of get pork meat but like maybe this is a topic for our future but like I'm just kind of interested how people are kind of seeing meat. Like, if that's still in the back of your brain of, like, swine flu, I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? There's something there of, like, people, you know, eating animal products is, like, the source of these pandemics. Well, but, well. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's weird that people are actually, like, leaving, like, pork meat. Um, it's, almost as if, it's almost as if COVID-19 came from eating animals. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, don't eat reptiles. <laughs> I feel like that's such an easy rule to follow, and yet we still f- it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just kind of interesting how people are seeing because it's like, I mean, it's all animal meat that are the, 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 well, not animal meat, we should say, but the processes of like how things are farmed and stuff. But there's, it's a whole, it's a whole topic. There's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons for it, but it's just interesting people's mindset that that's clearly still somewhere in the back of their mind. But I also, I'm still buying loose fruit and veg. I refuse to Same. not shop loose because because of this. But it means that nobody else is because everyone's afraid to touch the veg. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry you guys. So 
I did wonder, yeah, <laughs> I have noticed like there has been an unusual amount of like loose veg. But the thing is you're meant to wash your veg before anyway. Like before Yeah, you don't be an it. animal. Like so I've just put like a little bit of my vegan soap bar on it too and then like rinsing it thoroughly and we're we're good. COVID free yeah. red pepper. Yeah. <laughs> also you're you're cooking it at like two hundred degrees. Like what do you think survives that? Yeah, if you're <laughs> cooking it anyway, like there's yeah, it's 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 totally fine. Yeah, when we when we went to Sainsbury's there was like it was one of the times where there was a shortage. There's not now, no one panic. But um there was like the only thing the only thing left was like loose broccoli, which me and Stuart eat loads oh. of anyway, so we're like, okay, stop. <laughs> me too. Love a bit of loose broccoli, all all dim vitamins. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Give me all of it. No, everybody was panicking and they were buying like, it was really strange. Like, I don't quite know what people's meal plan is because it was like all all the fusilli, no veg, uh, no and loads of passata and then mints. And I was like, what a weird eclectic. <laughs> and then loads of dental. I don't really know what people are up to. No dairy, only everyone, UHT. Everyone was making spaghetti bolognese. Everyone. Yeah. Oh In yeah. Batch. In batch, batch. <laughs> and then disinfecting it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then pouring some dental into it for for a reduction a dental reduction yes uh, none of our listeners do that please <laughs> also like if, even if totally but like even if we were going to like a base level if joe wicks is like the nation's new nation's fave he would not be pro bolognese i can just tell you that right now that's like white carbs on carbs on carbs on carbs for days so if not even for environmental listen to joe wicks come on guys Guys, guys, I gotta admit, I gotta admit something. I did make a batch of of bolognese. I did mean, you actually? I mean, are you in quarantine? Are I mean, you in quarantine? If you have this was kind of, of in the early in the early days of quarantine because I just saw because meat the meatless uh, farm company. Big shout out! Oh yeah, uh, love oh, their mints. Oh, that's fair. Like different, different kind of bolognese life. Yeah, Meeg's bolognese. It's pea, from pea protein. P e a pea protein. Um, it's super tasty. Would really recommend. And I use crochetti oh. instead of spaghetti. Yeah, there, there's things you can do there. Oh yeah, there's things you can do. Yeah. Well, I made I made vegan loaded fries the other day. So I had corn, chili, uh, and homemade guac and vegan cheese on top of roasted uh, sweet potato fries. Oh, nice. It was the best. Girl, you should have the best. Oh, I should have, should have. But do you know, like, expectation versus reality? Because I did it at like the deep darks of midnight, so it would have looked like a really creepy cave image of me and fries. <laughs> so I opted out. Next time, next time. So, gals, who is still up for a challenge despite everything that's going on right now? Yeah, Heck let's do yeah. it. Okay, good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna time. make it slightly. <laughs> yeah, we we have the time. Um, I'm gonna make it slightly easier due to you know the the situation. So we're not gonna do any levels. Um, but what I would like to see is you either like batch cooking or making in your home homemade versions of your fave quarantine snacks that would usually be wrapped in plastic um, and try and get them as, Ooh, as, package, as package free as possible. Like I know Ooh. there'll be some the ingredients, but if we can make it lower waste, that'd be cute and fun. 
Yeah, I'm down for that. My uh, my normal protein bar uh, in the mornings could definitely be done via batch. Could uh, whip out a deliciously Ella recipe. Oh, it's happening. I feel uh, you know I'm gonna be making my banana bread. Not one that I've I usually buy, Stop but it. I'll try and find of more <laughs> more making more DIY for myself. That's a good one, Jim. Yeah, good. is it gonna be vegan? Are you aquafabbing? My banana bread. That's the question. On, on oh my, yeah. On my... Oh yeah. Share your banana bread. Yeah, yeah. Share, share, sharing is caring. What about you, Jen? What, what are you going to batch cook the heck out of? Um, I'm stuffing my face with like packaged popcorn right now. Um, Ooh. so I know I've got some wee loose kernels kicking about. So I'll try and make some popped corn. <laughs> You're going to be popping on lockdown. <laughs> and since we're all virtual, um, let's share pics of our beautiful creations. Yeah. yeah. Good. It'd be great to see other people joining in. Yeah. Add a hashtag join the club. This podcast has been brought to you by A Helping Handprint, Life with Clarity, Nylon Negatives, and Miss K socially distanced of course and um, we'd love to see your batch cooked treats and meals so tag us at eco warriors club and the hashtag join the club to show us more and oh don't forget to review us on any of your platforms including spotify and apple please, please, please.